0: Hello, and welcome to the AK-47 Podcast. My name is Kristen Godsey, and today is January 22nd, two days after President, former President Trump has left the White House and the inauguration of Joseph R. Biden Jr. as the 46th President of the United States. I think a lot of us here have been breathing a little easier in the last couple of days. There's obviously still a lot of work to be done in terms of creating a a better future, and certainly in terms of the immediate tasks of the coronavirus and our economy, which is in shambles, not to mention such things as climate change and systemic racism and inequality, which are all big problems that I think... I'm not 100% sure, will be able to be addressed but by this administration. But I am still so incredibly grateful that the whole administration is gone. But I, I actually am going to read um, a little piece today called Our Tasks from 1917. And it was something that Alexandra Kolontai published in the uh, newspaper Robotnica, or Woman Worker, uh, in Petrograd in 1917. And it is about the tasks that needed to be accomplished after the realization of the revolution. I think it's a somewhat optimistic and appropriate piece for today, although I understand that the historical situation is not exactly analogous. But before I read that, I have to say that I am not social media person, as I'm sure many of you know. I don't really do social media, but I do occasionally keep up uh, on Twitter trends because people email me about them. Sometimes my daughter emails me about them, or sometimes I read about them in the bourgeois media. And this morning, I woke up uh, and learned that the hashtag, ImpeachBidenNow, was trending on Twitter. And I thought, impeach Biden now? Okay, he's only been in office for about 48 hours. What on earth could he possibly have done to warrant this hashtag? Well, of course, this is a hashtag that has been promoted by Trump supporters, probably with the help of, you know, some good dark money, possibly the Koch brothers, probably some troll farms in Russia, you know, they went, they went out of their way. They've been working really hard, probably all night, who knows to get this hashtag to trend on Twitter, which I guess means that enough people are, you know, posting this hashtag that the Twitter algorithm bumps it up to the what's happening screen on Twitter's landing page. And of course, the K-pop stands have come out in full force. And I am now on the search.twitter.com uh, page. And I have looked up the you can search for a hashtag. Uh, as I said, I, I am not a digital native. so uh, But I do um, understand this, at least, that every almost every single tweet that I can see that has this hashtag, Impeach Biden Now!, is a a GIF or a picture or a video from from the K-pop stands. So they have successfully, completely taken over this hashtag. And the social media activism of these K-pop stands is something so incredibly amazing to see, partially because they're so effective, partially because I think it's just completely undirected it seems like it happens pretty organically. It gives me faith in the possibility of sort of syndicalist organizing. But also, and I think this is the most important thing, is that it's so joyful. Rather than being negative, you know, rather than fighting or screaming, every single one of these tweets is of a bunch of K-pop stars singing and dancing um, in a a really joyous way. And you know, a bunch of people who really love this kind of music, this K-pop music, they are just doing this kind of organically to really stick it to the Trumpies right now. And, you know, it's not negative and it's not um violent and it's not, it's not even really mean. It's just really very, very funny. And I have to say that, you know, after the last four years and certainly, you know, after the last month. Seeing this on, on um, social media, again, as somebody who doesn't really follow social media and isn't really involved in social media that much, but it really restores my faith in humanity and especially restores my faith in the younger generation. So all of these Zoomers, these digital natives, these kids who are out there and um, who are posting these wonderful K-pop videos to Twitter right now, are really a bunch of heroes. I think that they deserve a huge round of applause. So I seriously doubt any of the K-pop stands listen to this podcast, but if any of you have any K-pop fans in your life, uh, please send them my greatest regards. They are really a, a force to be reckoned with, and they are a model for all of us for how we can fight the forces of darkness and evil and hatred and fear with joy and levity. And, you know, as I'm sitting here, I'm just scrolling through as the Twitter feed just keeps refreshing with all of these wonderful K-pop, K-pop videos and and gifts and 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 photos. And it's just really making me pretty happy. So that is the that is my my note for this morning. Alright, and so now to Alexandra Kolontai. So our tasks, as I said, this was published in Robotnica uh, in 1917, and obviously she wrote this in the immediate uh, wake of the successful October Revolution. Here we go. A serious task of great responsibility now faces the working men and women of our country. We must build the new Russia, a Russia in which the working people, office workers, servants, day workers. Needlewomen, and those who are simply the wives of working men will have a better and brighter life than they had during the accursed reign of Bloody Nicholas. However, the task of winning and consolidating state power for the proletariat and the small peasant, of introducing and implementing such legislation as will limit the appetites of capitalist exploiters and defend the interests of workers, is not the only task now facing the working men and women of Russia. The proletariat of Russia now occupies a special position vis-a-vis the working men and women of other countries. The great Russian revolution has placed us, Russian working men and women, in the front ranks of those fighting for the worldwide workers' cause, for the interests of all workers. We are able to speak write, and act more freely than the working women and men of other countries. How then can we not use this freedom, won for us by the blood of our comrades, to concentrate our forces, the forces of the women of the working class, without delay in order to construct a tireless, insistent mass struggle to achieve the quickest possible end to world war? Our women comrades, the working women of other countries, are waiting for us to take this step. War is now the most dreadful evil hanging over us. While the war continues, we cannot build the new Russia, cannot resolve the problem of bread, of food, cannot halt the rising cost of living— While, with every hour that passes, the war continues to kill and cripple our children and husbands, we, the women of the working class, cannot know peace. Our first task is to help our comrades build the new, democratic Russia. Our second task, no less urgent and closer to our hearts, is to rouse working women to declare war on war. And this means, firstly, not only to ourselves understand That this war is not our war, that it is being waged in the name of the pecuniary interests of the wealthy bosses, bankers, and manufacturers, but also to constantly explain this to our working comrades, both women and men. Secondly, it means uniting the forces of working women and men around that party which not only defends the interests of the Russian proletariat, but is also fighting to ensure that proletarian blood is not shed for the glory of the capitalists comrade women workers. We can no longer resign ourselves to war and rising prices. We must fight. Join our ranks, the ranks of the Social Democratic Labor Party. However, it is not enough to join a party. If we really want to hasten peace, then working men and women must fight to ensure that state power is transferred from the hands of big capitalists, the ones really responsible for all our woes, all the blood being shed on battlefields, to the hands of our representatives, the Soviet of workers' and soldiers' deputies. In the struggle against war and rising prices, in the struggle to secure power in Russia for the dispossessed, for the working people, in the struggle for a new order and new laws, much depends on us, the women workers. The days are past when the success of the workers' cause depended only on the organization of men. Now, as a result of this war, there has been a sharp change in the position of working-class women. Female labor can now be found everywhere. War has forced women to take jobs that they before thought they would never have, Whereas in 1912, there were only 45 women for every 100 working men in the factories, now it is not uncommon to find 100 women for every 75 men. The success of the workers' cause, the success of the workers' struggle for a better life, for a shorter working day, for higher pay, for health insurance, unemployment pay, old-age pensions, etc., The success of their struggle to defend the work of our children to obtain better schools now depends not only on the consciousness and organization of the men, but also on the number of women workers entering the ranks of the organized working class. The more of us enter the ranks of the organized fighters for our common workers' cause and needs, the sooner we will win concession from the capitalist extortionists. All our strength, all our hope Lies in organization. Our slogan must be Comrade women workers, do not stand in isolation. Isolated, we are but straws that any boss can bend to his will, but organized, we are a mighty force that no one can break. We, the women workers, were the first to raise the red banner in the days of the Russian Revolution, the first to go out onto the streets on Women's Day. Let us now hasten to join the leading ranks of the fighters for the workers' cause. Let us join trade unions, the Social Democratic Party, the Soviet of workers and soldiers' deputies. Our ranks united. We will aim at rapidly putting an end to bloody war among the nations. We will oppose all who have forgotten the great working class precept of unity, of solidarity among the workers of every country. It is only in revolutionary struggle against the capitalists of every country and only in union with the working men and women of the whole world that we will achieve a new and brighter future, the socialist brotherhood of workers. So that was the short article, Our Tasks, by Alexandra Kollontai, written in 1917. Obviously, in 1917, the war, the First World War, is still raging in the background, and and that is why she's so concerned with peace for Kollontai throughout the First World War. As for many leftists, they believe that the First World War was a war of capitalists um, throwing their respective proletariats at each other in order to enrich themselves the capitalists, to enrich themselves. And she was obviously opposed not only to war, but hoping that the example of the Russian Revolution would lead to more uprisings and revolutions in other capitalist countries among the proletariat. But I think what's so great about this article is obviously in the heat of the aftermath of the revolution, Kolontai sets pen to paper to organize working women, to inspire working women in order to support the cause of creating a, a better future, not only for themselves, but for their children and for everyone, for their husbands and fathers and sons who are probably still fighting off at the front at this point. But listen to the things that she's asking for, you know, unemployment pay, health insurance insurance. Uh, better wages. I mean, if you think about the situation in the United States right now in 2021, over a hundred years later, we are still fighting for so many of the same exact things that Coleman Ty was advocating in this essay, this little article that she wrote in 1917. When are enterprise is going to be controlled by their workers? When are we going to get rid of this exploitative capitalist class? I mean, these are tasks that still stand before us, right? How are we going to have better schools for our children? Are we going to cancel student debt? Are we going to make this country a livable country for the next generation? Are we going to be able to save the planet from the deleterious effects of climate change? All of these questions, obviously, Tai wasn't talking about climate change, but you can hear the urgency in her voice, the desire not to rest on her laurels. Now, I completely understand that you know, for many people, Biden is not exactly uh, the beacon of leftist hope right now, but there is an opportunity here. There is a possibility that we can build on the momentum, build on the desire that people have to get out of this pandemic, to try to create a better society for our children, for our future to try to deal with some of these larger structural problems, such as inequality and systemic racism, we do have some momentum. We do have a little bit of optimism. We do have this wonderful levity, as so beautifully demonstrated by the K pop stands this morning on Twitter. You know, if you're listening to this today, I really hope you get a chance to just search, even if you don't have a Twitter account. Just to search Twitter and 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 partake in the sheer joy of this hashtag uh, bombing, I guess, or overtaking of this this hashtag impeach Biden now. And to remember uh, the optimism and the hard work that goes into to building a better future. I think this little article of Colin Tye's really captures something of her urgency but of also of her passion she knew she was not blind she knew that there were many many difficult tasks ahead but the message that she's trying to promote here in 1917 is a message that i think i want to emphasize for 2021 we need unity we need to stand together we need to put aside our petty differences or even our serious differences Uh, For now, and try to come together. We have a moment, um, the coronavirus, the pandemic, and all of the instability here has created a moment, a kind of plastic moment, perhaps a golden hour for us to link arms, find some kind of unity and solidarity to work together to really make the world a better place, to, to create this more just sustainable and equitable future that many, many, many of us, even those of us who would not consider ourselves leftist really want for the future. So on that note, happy January. Um, I know we're still in the thick of this pandemic and it seems like it's only going to get worse, but for now I am feeling a little upbeat and I am just going to get to work today. And in the corner of my in the corner of my screen. I'm going to keep checking out those little K-pop memes. So I think that's going to keep me pretty happy all day. On another note, I also made some more of my daughter's Colin tie podcast stickers. So if you haven't written in for your stickers, please do. Thank you as always for listening and please do keep up the good fight. Oh,